Welcome to Outwit, Outplay, Outpod, the podcast where fire takes represent your life. I'm Isaac. I'm Kayla. And we're here to talk about Survivor Season 44, Episode 4, I'm Felicia. Kayla, the tribe has spoken, but we have not. What is your fire take from this week's episode? My fire take is that Josh has very, very low self-awareness, and I think that might be tied to him being a doctor. And what were some instances this episode where that lack of self-awareness was really hitting for you? Immediately, right out of the gate, he's talking about his great position in the tribe, which I don't know about you, Isaac, but I was shocked since that man had had no camera time. And I was like, I think if you had a great position in the tribe, then perhaps they would have given you a little more time on camera. So I was initially a little, hmm, made me me pause. Um, And then going into the spoiler new tribe (laughs) he was trying to read the room and i think was honestly saved by carolyn i don't think he would have pulled that off by himself had she not come to him with such open arms like i think carolyn was the complete driver of that interaction and i think the low self-awareness comes with to ascend to this level of success within his chosen career path um he had to be really diligent and really smart. And I think these kind of people sometimes struggle to understand what it's like to be bad at something and need other people. And that is the same reason why he couldn't pull out that lie about him being a physical trainer. Nobody bought that. Um, Cause I think he, he has big ego energy and it shows. Yeah. And if I'm not much mistaken, this is coming hot on the heels of you choosing Josh as final three in last week's episode, right? Is that yeah, calculus that, that calculus has changed? camera time this week so if i'm reading the edit which i don't do then it's looking less popular but i think based on the edit he could definitely still make final three but based on his show of tact this week he might be moving down my power rankings okay fair i will i have no choice but to root for the guy i come from uh actually a long line of podiatrists on multiple sides of the family tree uh, so surgical podiatrist, I mean, that strikes me as like the holy grail of podiatry. I'm too ignorant of the profession to be 100% sure of that. But yeah, go Josh, go surgical podiatry. Um, my fire take this week's episode, and, and honestly, this is a bit of a scorcher. I think, yeah, I think if we, if we received fan feedback, I think there would be fan feedback about this take. <laughs> let's, just, let's just put it that way. Here's my fire take. No more reward challenges pre-merge. None. Completely, How did you get here? Completely strip out the reward challenge. <laughs> Same words. Early on in the season, you're still getting to know the characters. They need to devote way more screen time to me understanding these people. I thought this episode, like the moments where they were actually fitting in, what are the tribe dynamics and what are different people's personality, were so condensed because just like almost half the episode was challenge. Reward challenge. Isaac, how do you want them to eat? Let them eat off camera. Just just show a title card, a black screen, and it says Soka finished first, Tika finished second, Ratu, otherwise known as the losers. Yeah, thanks for filling me in there. But yeah, like I, I am not here for these reward challenges. I don't think they're interesting. However, I did say pre-merge. Post-merge, 
Reward challenges become interesting because you have the whole calculus of who you're going to bring along with you on the reward. So it becomes the social game. It becomes an extension of the social game. Whereas the reward challenge, because Survivor has become less and less about the actual survival. So I hear you. That's so true. I hear you on people eating, but like, it's not like we get a, like, did you see anyone eat a piece of fruit last week after winning the fruit challenge? Not a single piece of fruit was eaten on screen. Yeah. Seems a little suspicious. So what's the payoff for us, the audience? I think it's nothing, and I think it just takes away from one of the biggest strengths of this season, which is the extraordinarily strong cast and the great personalities, and we just get less of it because of all this challenge time filler stuff. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Isaac wants the castaways to starve. (laughs) Yes. They don't need rewards. Getting on Survivor's reward enough. I don't know. These people are just getting awfully greedy these days. (laughs) Why don't we segue from those scorching hot fire takes right into the recap. Kayla, what happened this episode? So here we go. We open at Soka. Franny is leading folks in a wonderful meditation. Josh is feeling zen about his position in the tribe, although maybe he should not have been. Cut to Tika, where Carolyn has pulled off yet another fake idol heist. She planted a X made of two red sticks in the birdcage and another where an unsuspecting tribe mate would be able to find their treasure. Maddie, and by Maddie, I mean, what is her name, Isaac? I don't know who you think Maddie is. Sarah, Sarah, (laughs) Sarah, Helen's buddy, yes. Unfortunately, guys, I get Maddie and Sarah confused. Do it that way you want. Um, Sarah walks away with a fake idol in her pocket. Then we have the first reward challenge of the season, which Isaac hated, and Soka won and decided who was going to go on the journey. It ends up being Jamie, Carson, and Josh were the ones sent away. So they they do their trek, get to know each other along the way, and end up finding out that they all have immunity, but won't be returning to their tribes anytime soon. It was, in fact, time to drop their buffs and meet their new tribes. So here we'll do a quick recap. Yes, please. Of the new state of play. So on Tika, we now (laughs) have Josh. (laughs) On Ratu, we now have Carson. And on Soka, we now have Jamie. A little aside, I think Ratu might be the power tribe, but we can talk about that later. Um, At their new tribes, everyone's kind of getting to know each other, understanding the new state of play. But then it's quickly time for another challenge. So at the immunity challenge, Soka brings home another W and Ratu makes one hell of a comeback to take second, sending Tika to tribal. Back at camp, it looks like it's going one way, but it looks like the tides end up turning for Josh and Carolyn bands together with her new castmate to maybe make an alliance that does come true at tribal. So at tribal, Josh plays his idol on himself and Sarah is the one who has her torch stuffed. Game over. All right. As always, we're going to dig into it right after this short break. So since we've started with Back with Survivor, Drop the Four, Keep the One, up through Survivor 44, there's been a series of journeys that castaways go on together to get to know each other, bond, and then in some cases, try and determine 
something about the other person and use that to make a decision that will end up earning them an advantage. Um, or in the most recent case, everybody got an advantage, but the tides turned in a different unsuspected way. So I have two questions for you, Isaac. Okay. One, you are the challenge winner, you and your tribe. You were so good this time around. Right. How do you decide who you are sending on the journey, both from your tribe and others? This is a question I've asked myself, and I really don't think that there is right and wrong answers here because your 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 information base is so low for the other members of the tribe. I guess are you asking me about how they assign people from other tribes or from their own or both? Both. Okay. So on your own tribe, personally, I would want to send someone I was in a strong alliance with. I think a lot of people end up sending the odd one out, and that's a terrible strategy because the person who's most likely on the chopping block, giving them a shot to get immunity or who knows what advantage, like that's you're setting yourself up for failure. With the other tribes, I guess I would send the person who, for whatever reason, I have the strongest impression is on the outs and in trouble. Interesting. You're sending what you perceive to be the weakest link. Yeah, I mean, odd one out, weakest link. The other thought is, do you want to send someone who is, you perceive as being bad at challenges in the hopes that you give them additional life in the game, they stay a part of that tribe, and then the tribe you're competing against come immunity and reward challenges is not as strong. But in general, I think I think I would think less about challenges and more just like, who do I think is the odd one out? Let's just shake up the dynamics, give it a little more chaos, because ultimately I want to get to the merge with my tribe as a tight alliance that's going to stick together and then can exploit the chinks in the armor and the chaos happening in other tribes. So I'm, I'm trying to add, I'm trying to preserve the status quo in my tribe with who but I send for mine. maximize chaos elsewhere. Exactly. Got to be an agent of chaos, the survivor. I'm into that. Okay. What do you think? Are you, are you agreeing, disagreeing? I'm... Think you're spot on with who I'm sending from my tribe. Okay. Like I want whatever happens, I want to know, and I want I want the real tea, not whatever you made up. So I definitely want to send someone who I'm in an alliance with. I don't think I want to send myself though. Like I don't um, want to volunteer. I definitely don't want to volunteer. If if someone else puts me up to it, I might you're say going. yes, but I don't want to be perceived as so strategic that I'm like I want to go. Interesting, because I think it just depends what game you were playing already. Like, Jamie, if she was jumping up and down to get sent on this, I'd be like, you know what, Jamie, you're happy to be here. You can, of course, go. Um, exactly. And, and that <laughs> that feels like it's a function of her personality. Like, it doesn't take me yes. aback quite as much with her, because she's excited about everything. So the fact that she's excited about this opportunity to go off on a journey, yes, very consistent with her story. Consistent. You have to be consistent with your story. So yes. this cannot be the moment where you're surprising people about your reaction to the journey. Now on other people, I do think I would hopefully be doing a lot of looking around and trying to understand who are people that I could potentially work with. And let's say I do get to send my ally from my tribe there. I want to send people I could potentially be working with in the future mm, and try and yep. softly influence my tribe to just send someone my way. Because if you send people who would actually get along, then you can create kind of like a fourth tribe dynamic during the merge that can really work in your favor if your tribe, a la Tika, is just not going to have the numbers. Like, there's nothing you can do. So the only way to stop yourself from getting picked off. 
wants to like build these bonds. It's also not lost on me that I'm about to be going on a very long hike with these people. And like, oh my God, you're sending me on a long hike with like, oh my God, what's his name? Kane? No, I'm not going. I'm staying home. <laughs> why Why are we hating? Why, you, you had the choice of any cast member of season 44. I'm going to press you on this. Why Kane? Why is Kane... Who, who he has long legs I think he wouldn't he would he would sort of set the pace I guess maybe maybe you're falling a little behind listen I don't <laughs> think Kane and his dungeon and dragon stories and about his 1l year are gonna are gonna get the job done on this long hike <laughs> let me just say personally I want to hear some some more stories from from Saskatoon and also get a geography explanation of where Saskatoon is. But okay, I hear you. I hear you. We, we, we're not big Kane fans. But but you said you had two questions. So give me the other one on, on philosophy of journey. And I will say totally agree. Covert alliance building through a journey seems like a powerful, powerful uh, tool to have in your arsenal. So second question. Yeah. You get to the end and you see that there's a choice to be made like and in this case there was no choice to be made but typically there's a choice how are you thinking about that are you always going for the advantage are you one of the players who believes that your vote is all you have in this game so you're protecting it at every cost and what do you tell your tribe members when you return back how do you play it how do you play the journey yeah yeah, I think your vote is a precious resource, and I think that I tend to have a bias toward keeping it. Um, I don't think that people respect the vote enough, honestly. Like, I agree. The amount of people playing shots in the darks or risking their vote for these advantages for you don't know what it's going to buy you, and knowing that you automatically have a target on your back after a journey, it's like, really? And you're going to give up your only tool to influence the direction of the game after doing this thing that puts you in the hot seat as soon as you get back to your beach. So I, I think I play it conservative unless I am in serious trouble. If I'm in serious trouble... Define serious trouble. If I'm in serious trouble because I am the odd one out on a four-person tribe and I see no prospects to advance my game, I will throw Hail Mary after Hail Mary because at that point, you know, at that point, you just got to change something. You just got to introduce some noise right. in the system to like make some things happen and just swap where you feel like you are in the hierarchy. But so in general, I feel like I'm more conservative unless I'm in that my back is really against the wall. 100%. I'm protecting my vote. Also, these advantages are sometimes like, they're not idols. Like these still need to be played quite strategically, often in partnership with other folks. And aren't worth risking your vote. There's been so long since this journey has ended in a straight idol and you see when it does, it completely shakes up your entire tribal dynamics, literally in this case. So I perhaps think that's even the survivor producers giving us a nod saying, is it, is it really worth it? Like what actually is worth your vote is not an advantage, but an idol which came with a huge shakeup. Right, right. And so this time the, the journey resulted in a more powerful advantage than I think we've ever seen to this point. It's literally here's an idol to the point that it really took me aback. I was as shocked. A, they're just like, <laughs> it says, congratulations, you have a hidden immunity idol. And I'm like, I felt like an, an implicit ethic of Survivor was that you have to do something in order to earn an idol. But I think what they I'm just guessing here, but I think they gave people an idol because they realized if they just swapped a bunch of people to different tribes, it would be so easy to just vote out the new person that they had to introduce mm -hmm. something to shake it up. I just wonder if there was something a couple steps below 
a immunity idol that they do nothing to earn. Like maybe it's the opportunity to find it an immunity idol or something, but it just didn't sit right to me that you're gonna change someone's game, but then give them an immunity idol that expires at the merge. So obviously you're gonna have a huge bias towards using it immediately. It, it just made like a Josh invincible. Like of course, 10 times out of 10, Josh is going to play his idol at the tribal council following this journey. And to mm -hmm. me as a viewer, that's not interesting because it's such a predictable outcome. Did you have a problem with th that being, to me it was just way too powerful an advantage for the producers to, this has been a theme, like the producers- I was gonna say, it's a theme, they're heavy handed this season. Yeah, the producers are really giving folks some tools. So did, did this sit right with you? It seems like maybe I'm, I'm a little more bothered about this one than you are. I see what they're doing and it's giving me the entertainment I need. I'm falling here again, like I'm bought into the bit so let's run it one season and see where we can go. Now that you just mentioned it though, what I do think would have been fun if they gave you like a half idol because all of the immunity idols have been found on the other tribe. So it's like, you need to find your pair, like the other person with the idol. Cause that means you have to go and build trust with someone enough to get them to tell you about their idol. And then I feel like that's, that's pretty juicy. Like we can really shake from there. Yeah, I mean, survivor producers, hire hire my co-host. Hello. We're just thinking. We're just thinking out loud here. But like, it is so. You're so. You're so right. Like, clearly, something that gave them a partial advantage, like a partial immunity idol, but that was a motivator for them to have to very quickly build a trusting relationship with an entirely new tribe. That's giving you interest. It's giving you relationship building. It's not just sort of Deus Ex Machina with the producers handing someone such a super powerful tool. Yes. Yes, 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 100% agree. That would have been way better than what we got in this episode. All right, so we talked there about the advantages, but obviously the outcome of this journey is a little tribe swap action. We have Josh going to Tika, Carson going to Ratu, and Jamie going to Soka. Kayla, in your mind, which survivor benefited the most from this tribe swap? I'm gonna go ahead and say Carson. Here's why. Josh going to Tika, they're already so low on numbers. I don't think he meshes well. And as we saw this episode, they're not really meshing well with each other. So there's too many variables for him to succeed. Jamie to Soka. Soka, I think, will welcome her with fairly open arms. However, she thinks she has an idol and it's fake. And I think that's going to end up getting her in some trouble. I think the best thing that could happen for Jamie is perhaps comparing notes with the other folks who have the idols and realizing that this is hers is something that Matthew just jerry-rigged himself. Carson going to Ratu, Ratu was already a really strong tribe from a challenges perspective. Their numbers are up and I think they have the most kind of cutthroat and strategic players. Um, and so I think he will blend in more amongst the snakes where he really kind of stood out. Fair, I think, I think Carson seemed to adapt the best to the new situation. He's already buddies with Matthew and they're mm -hmm. conspiring together, which which I wouldn't have necessarily predicted. I thought they would have maybe pegged each other as threats. As and threats, been, I agree. And been at odds because to date, they seem like the most impressive in the scale of their survivor prepping. Carson with his 3D printed models, Matthew with his DIY challenges in his backyard. So they've both sort of prepared for this moment and I wasn't sure if that would cause them to grate or to vibe. This is a tough one. I think. First of all, on balance, 
I don't think that this led to a huge advantage for any one of these three. I agree. I think they weren't as game-changing impacts as I expected. Josh was in trouble. He didn't realize how much he was in trouble. But then he goes to Tika, which is down on numbers, the weakest challenge competitor, and is immediately pegged as the outsider. So his it was kind of like net-net, like he didn't lose much, he didn't gain much there. Carson going to Ratu, I think he's just very adaptable. And I think he is we're really seeing Carson's strength as a survivor because he just totally rolls with this. And he feels like he's already in a good position on that tribe. And then, yeah, Jamie to Soka, I don't know. I, I don't know what to think about it. I think she's like, like Soka is a pretty strong tribe. I think she'll do fine. I'm, I, I really like Jamie. And we talked about the Sunshine character phenomenon. I think she'll, I think she'll continue to do well. But net-net, I don't really see a big impact to her game. So I guess I'm answering my own question by feeling like, you know, for, <laughs> for such a profound shift in the game and one we've never seen before, I don't think the consequences of it were that profound, except obviously for the immunity, besides the immunity idol here, which who knows how much time, how much time do we think we have before the merge? Cause, well, this is what I'm kind of afraid of now. I yeah. hate an early merge. Okay. That is like one of my survivor pet peeves. And I was hoping Tika just kind of got their act together on the sole reason that I like when the numbers dwindle i want people going into the merge with like three people four people on their side but the numbers are pretty big on the other tribes and i think they're gonna force a merge early and tika might get pegged off one by one yeah and maybe i could i could throw out a maybe not a fire take but a hot take here i noticed that the wording of when they could use the idols was like sort of strangely so strange it didn't say merge it said when all the tribes are living together on one beach not merge so what are we headed for there there is a, a an old survivor season i think it was called survivor one world where all of the tribes actually lived together i did not see the season yeah i don't remember what the outcome of it was but that was something that they have done something before where pre-merge tribes have lived in the same space and that's immediately where my head meant now maybe they were just not wanting to say the word merge until like it, there's an official merge announcement mm-hmm. or something. But yeah, I thought that was, I, I noted it. I noted it. I'm not going to say it's a prediction, but I noted it. Conspiracy. But is this, reading the edit, is this is jury bait right here. Like if you can say that you succeeded after being ripped from your home tribe and being dropped in a whole new world, like are they teeing up my man Josh again? I don't know. I don't know. It could be, it could be. Although I'm going to throw a question you asked me last week right back at you because to me, this was an ethic of survivor issue that they just handed people an immunity idol like you hand a baby candy. Like it was a little bit too too free and giving. And I don't know how much a jury is going to respect someone playing an idol that they were handed after being chosen by someone else to go to an island. Like, is that really, to me, that if you played it for someone else, maybe that would be cool because that's like a creative out-of-the-box use. But I'm not giving Josh a lot of points for playing an immunity idol. He was given. He said, I'm scared. In a situa- <laughs> right. In a situation where it was just so obvious you have to play your idol. We'll get to uh, Sarah later, who, even though she has a fake idol, the fact that she did not play her fake idol is crazy. Crazy. Yeah, literally crazy. <laughs> What's wrong with her? Maybe right. we should just go there now. Yeah, um... I, I think we should. Let's let's roll into tribal council no, just 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 so I'm to to me we have to revisit this every week. Still a no on medieval aesthetic explanation. No, on medieval aesthetic explanation. Another week has gone by. Another week, put it up on the board. Another week has gone by. No explanation of this theme. I'm sort of now. I said last week maybe I would look it up. 
I think I'm going to refuse now. Don't look it up. In protest of this theme that has gone unexplained, I am not going to say anything. Maybe it's just so Jeff can trot out a little metaphor every once in a while. You're in there. Yeah, he's not, he's not hitting those out of the park yet, but I could be proven wrong. We'll see. Um, anyway, tribal council goes down. What exactly is happening here? I don't really recall. Uh, so we have, jo- we have Tika, a very small Tika tribe. We have Josh. We have Carolyn. We have Jam Jam. And we have Sarah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me as a viewer, I'm like, okay, like Josh is playing his idol. So therefore, who is going to go home? Right. What were you thinking about the build up to this tribal and as tribal gets underway? I feel like we got some critical information that people in other tribes think Jam Jam is a threat, which I had never So did considered. Josh, did Josh articulate that? Josh confirmed. Oh. Josh confirmed. And Jam Jam apparently seemed to at least have had that inkling himself and i think maybe because he's just like a outspoken person so people's eyes turn to him or maybe he's guiding the challenges more that we're seeing in the edit but i was like interesting information and you really got to look at how him and carolyn had been kind of like bumping up against each other especially coming off of last tribal where they had a little alliance and yeah, we've been talking from the beginning about how the vibes on Tika were pretty darn immaculate. But like I had whiplash this episode. Like now they're they're at, and this is what I'm talking about. The reward challenge takes up way too much space. I would have loved to see more of this shift in Tika where clearly like Carolyn is not happy about being the bait all the time and Jam Jam kind of goes at her and he does this sort of like tell it like it is shtick that ultimately to me comes off as like a little bit rude some of the time. And he sort of signed you know, he, he sort of sealed his own fate in the way he was treating Carolyn, I thought. Ultimately, Carolyn feels like Josh came along at the perfect time. Here's someone I can I can use. I can work with. I can work with. And, and of course, he brings up the fact to her that he has an idol. Again, Carolyn, the power player of this season. Power player, yes. Let's put some respect on Carolyn's name because Carolyn didn't like how she was being treated and knew in Survivor that she's like, people just like go along to get along. And she was like, I'm going to lean in to my role of being the chaos agent here and realize people cannot just treat me any which way. And now with the outcome, she has Jam Jam on his heels. He's going to have to grovel. He is. He is. He's going to have to do some work. And I'm curious when we'll get a tribe swap or something. Because now this means Tika's only at three members, right? three. So I think we have to change the game a little bit next episode. Because three is too low. They can't let him go to two. They can't compete. I remember, oh my gosh, one season they got picked off one by one, this green team. And it was a season with Chatia and another person. And they got to three and finally took pity on them. And yeah. like, okay, enough yeah. is enough. We need to bail out Tika in a major way. Um, so so this brings us to Sarah. Sarah goes home this episode. I mean, the worst call easily of this season for her to not play what she thinks is a real idol. Right. Obviously, we as the audience know it's a fake idol. But you go to Tribal. There are four people at Tribal. The person you vote for and planned with an, with an allied member to vote for plays his own idol. So you Red know, flag. yeah, you, you know your vote isn't counting. Like, I just, what are you doing? Did she have so much faith? I mean, because even if she had faith in Car- that Carolyn was with her, Carolyn's vote, if she had cast it against Josh, would not have counted. So the best she could have been hoping for is that Carolyn voted for either. I don't even know. Is that I don't like, even know how the math is that plays like out there. Car- Carolyn and Josh split their votes between two people and then there would be a vote off and then something would... I just... They're not plotting all that. And I feel like she knew that. Also, 
if you think you have an idol, wouldn't you force people's hands and be like, don't vote for me, I have an idol. And then that kind of could have been a, like, okay, Josh, don't, they have the numbers. So like, Josh could be like, I have an idol. And Carolyn could be like, I have an idol. So they're like, us three all have idols. And that's like a pretty strong mental alliance if you're going into this merge. And two of the people who you should be allies with all have idols, even though one of them is fake. Like, that's pretty powerful. And that leaves Jam Jam kind of out in the cold. But instead, you force no one's hand and then you got got. Yeah, and I I guess clearly with Carson missing from Tika, there are not a lot of strategic shots no. happening. Like like obviously Carolyn is playing well, but still like like even like Carolyn, you would think would need to anticipate that someone else was going to play an immunity idol. I just we did not get a lot of planning. Again, challenge time taking away from strategy and Alice time. Not my favorite thing. I think we could have gotten a lot more from this tribal, but Sarah, alas, is going home. I don't know if I've seen this before. During her exit interview, she is still under the impression that she had a real idol. So her whole like explanation of the end of her survivor story is rooted in something the audience immediately knows is untrue, which to me made it even more tragic. It and, was like, so terrible. It was a little bit sad. All right. Well, I think this comes at a time where we, we need to address what has become the elephant in the room. I've seen a lot of discussion about this. Four straight women voted out of Survivor season 44 mirroring and extending a pattern from the last several seasons. So if you look back to season 41, the first tribe member to be voted off of each tribe has been a woman 10 out of 12 times. So clearly like there is like a systemic pattern happening here. Um, you know, that's a function of the bias people bring. You know, Josh calls Survivor a social experiment. People are bringing their baggage from society here. And that's realized consistently in the form of prejudice that, you know, clearly is being realized. But but that, but it's materializing again and again. I 100% blame the patriarchy here. And also, let's just say it's likely because these women are often playing expert social games and find a friend. I think women find friends early and often and end up kind of pulling like a Sarah Helen where you're in what looks to be a duo and kind of puts a target on their back. But really it's just because women are experts at making social connections in addition to being strategic players. And so they're perceived as threats sooner. Exactly. Yeah. Well, in the show notes, I'm going to try if it is within my abilities as a, as a novice podcaster to link to a study I found called Surviving Racism and Sexism, What Votes in the Television Program Survivor Reveal About Discrimination. The academics are hard at work, folks. They're watching Survivor just like the rest of us. And we have some numbers to put to this. But clearly, this is a pattern that extends not just, of course, through the, the past few seasons, but through the beginning of the show. And one of the crazy things about Survivor, a lot of data you're working with. There aren't, Lots of data. There are not a lot of TV shows that can offer you this much data. So they dug into the numbers and, and will let their findings speak for themselves. All right. So now we've come to our favorite segment, Survivors on the Move. Isaac, who is rising? Who do you have your eyes on? Yeah, uh, I think that the person whose stock is rising the most for me is Carson. And it's not because I think that his new tribe, Ratu, is going to necessarily be a slam dunk, but I just find him to be so tremendously adaptable. Like, I think that whatever this game throws at him, and there is luck involved in how you perform in Survivor, whose tribes you end on, end up on, the time you have the merge, how strong your fellow competitors are, etc. He just strikes me as someone who is going to get the maximum return for whatever the Survivor gods deal to him as his circumstances. Fully agree. 
What about you? Who who is rising in your estimation this week? Carolyn continues to rise, pulling yep. off a fake idol. I didn't even think that she would really consider <laughs> to use the fake idol, which maybe I am dramatically underestimating Carolyn, but her stock is on the rise. And of course, I'm going to give it to Josh. Is his stock high? No. But is it out of the toilet where it was on Ratu? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, agree with that. All right, now who's moving down? Who are we thinking might might be starting to play themselves out of the game of Survivor? Hmm. And I just want to say here, like I think Kayla and I, your co-hosts, are both struggling for an answer to this question in part because we got no character development like this episode. That's a great point. We have no insight into what is kind of grumbling at the other tribes. Give Lauren some screen time. I think Lauren is a truly phenomenal player and could have a really interesting storyline going forward. Yeah, that's I, my pitch. I agree with that, but I, I honestly don't think I have a strong take on a survivor, a survivor falling down the rankings this week. I, you know, just just give me a little a little more to work with next time, Jeff Probst, and we can, we can actually put together a podcast here. What do you say, buddy? Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Love you. Um, all right. Well, I think that's going to be about it from us here at Outwit Outplay Out Pod. Feel free to shoot us some feedback. The emails are, are, are trickling in at a, at a slow but reliable rate of about one per every three episodes. Hey. Outwit, outplay, outpod at gmail.com. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcasting app is. As our podcast continues its meteoric rise, are you aware that we have gone global? We have a listener from... Australia. Wow! Australian listener, by far our favorite listener, whoever you are. Please, please identify yourself. Come forward uh, as we take the, the Pacific side of the globe by storm. We just love to hear your testimony. Thank you so much. Love you. As always, we will see you next week to break down the fifth episode of Survivor Season 44. The tribe has spoken, and so have we.